Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another brand new episode of the Top Row Podcast. I'm your main man. I'm your host, Lindsay, aka Hollywood Hulk Hogan himself. Ooh, yeah, himself. And of course, I'm not by myself today. I got the I got majority of the cast with me, but we got a brand new speaking new member today, and he's actually family related. So, nonetheless, um. You know, we're going to be talking about last night's uh, Friday Night Smackdown. But before we introduce the guy, I want to give a special shout-out to the podcast, um, off the top of the podcast, but most importantly, Anchor, for allowing us to let us do our podcast here on the, on the Anchor platform. So shout-outs to y'all. And you got the customization tools to make your podcast worth it. Um, you can make money with very few very few listenership and viewership. But most importantly, it streams to other podcast platforms as well, such as the Breaker Podcast, Google Podcast, Spotify, and much more. Check them out, www.anchor.fm, or you can go on iTunes and Google Play and download it straight from your phone or from the laptop. It's good. So, also, hashtag OTTR, hashtag support, hashtag support OTTR, hashtag off the top road podcast, hashtag off the top roads, hashtag support your local podcast. So, nonetheless, we're going to jump right into it. But first, we're going to introduce the new homie of the block, my, uh, my younger cousin, Jojo. What's up with you, cuz? It's, um, introduce you, uh, introduce you guys, uh, introduce yourself to the game and all that stuff, and introduce yourself to the viewers and tell them a little bit about yourself in your background of wrestling. Um, my name is Jojo. Um, Sean's older cousin, well, Shiggy's older cousin, well, younger older cousin. Um, my wrestling background, man, um, I've been watching wrestling since I was like three, wrestling with my younger brother and younger sister. And I just see it as a different type. Like, when I watch it, like, I focus more on the things that are going to happen before the matches and try to see if I can get anything correct. That's good to hear. Thank you, cuz. Appreciate it. So we're going to go around around the table. We got Youngblood over here in the cut. E. Deuce is not with us today, but of course, Uncle Fast is somewhere in the background. He's yeah, coming right. here. He's coming to us right. He's coming very shortly. And of course, we got Karu out there in Brooklyn out there holding down the fort. Brooklyn. Yo, 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 yo. <laughs> <laughs> Someone's still pissed off with the whole Jennifer Hall message from earlier, so we're not gonna get too deep. We're, we're not gonna get. We're, we're not gonna dig too. We're not gonna dig too deep in that, folks. This is not the show for it. That's more a Monday Night Raw show, so we'll worry about the show too. <laughs> so we're gonna jump right into it for last night's Friday Night SmackDown. Oh, today we're going to change a little formation around first because the cuck will be here and this is like going to be like a child day. So we're going to let him go first. I mean, I mean, we're going to let him go second. We're going to go third. That's you guys can choose to either go fifth. That's all y'all to decide. So this is just trying to get his feet wet to see how we approach things here on OTTR. Hurt me. You know what I'm saying? to say? All right. So we're going to jump into it. Last night's Friday Night SmackDown, of course, from the damn performance there with no fingers again. Michael Cole, Corey Graves on commentary in the opening segment of the night. We have Vicky Jones prepared for her match against Sonya Deville in the opening 
also shows up and cheers up his girl on the same on the same on the same coin. I mean, on the different side of the coin, the evil side at least. Two Face Batman. Yeah, Sony Deville. She's getting pumped up for I mean, pumped up for her showdown. This guy and tonight, nevertheless. Yeah, we keep the same thing for those Ziggler trying to suck up to Sonya, so we can see that little little thing behind the scenes, you know, behind the Titan Tron. They're gonna fuck each other. I don't give a shit if he is a lesbian. <laughs> Lesbians that is the straight real fucking so you know I was just I'm just gonna throw that shit out there. <laughs> that's the so that's gonna be an argument segment. That's the argument segment. That was a C minus. The first match of the night was Mandy Rose versus Sonya Deville. I didn't see the finish of it, but I was pissed. I just stepped away, went, went to the kitchen, he has some beef patties for four amazing little minutes. All of a sudden, once as I walked back in there, ding, 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 the match was already over. What the fuck was that? Right there. I was expecting this to be like a like a decent 12-minute showdown. Like, this was so much hatred and shit like that. There's so much deceit in your heart from Sonya Deville. I was just, I was kind of feeling more of brutal aspect what happened. I feel like they should have saved this match in the bank by the kickoff. Maybe that. But within six minutes, Sonyville gets the dub. One point seventy five stars. I'm gonna have to just I'm gonna just have to go Dukes today. Two seats in the fucking toilet flush. I was actually kind of upset that that was actually the opening match, but I mean for the opening match. It wouldn't make people turn off the TV right there and there on the spot. Even if you had two beautiful women in there, they can't wrestle or they can tell a story in there. I'm not, I mean, I'm not totally energized. Now, besides Shayna DeVille, I mean, Sonya DeVille, getting a little deep into a heel character right now, it's working as it's trying to torment and torture this gorgeous young girl and shit like that. Now you're going to try to smack the ugly off her and try to make her go in that dark, dark place that she's in right now. Going real deep. Well, this one pretty don't try to Howard Fast would say. They'll try to fuck up her character so damn fast. They already done this shit to her before. And this is like the second go around right now. Well, let's just hope and pray on that. Jojo, you got the floor, buddy. This is your first one. Uh man. Okay, so my thing, um, topic is about the hacker. I feel like the hacker might be Mustafa Ali. Jojo, Jojo, this is all about yeah. This segment, so I'm just talking about the segment. Oh, that we- okay, so all right, so we're in the segment with fucking Sonya. Mm-hmm. That was mm-hmm. whack. That was that was that was garbage. I didn't see that match coming. Like the ending of it, I felt like Mandy was gonna get the dub, but they gave it to Sonya. But I feel like they're just gonna try to give Sonya her spotlight because Mandy's been having that for like a good. Like a good long run, really. Yeah, but that's all I got up on it. I just have to so, see where this right. goes. So, what's your grade for it? So, what would you grade that match? Uh, I give it about like a C, C minus. It's kind of whack to start off the first match of SmackDown. Fair to say. All right. Thank you. Young Blood, go ahead. <laughs> Okay, All right. Let me sip this honey real quick. <laughs> oh, this is gonna be good. Because I'm about to say the only positive thing about this whole damn thing. Let me get that out the way first. Shoot. <clears throat> Sonya, it's about damn time. I think it's overdue. 
I think for the past few weeks, she's been shining like a motherfucker, man. Plain and simple. So, if I can say that the right person won, yes, I would say that the right person won. Now, that's the positive. Overall, I give this a negative five stars. You know why? <laughs> All right. I had a problem with this. Let me start off with the entrances. All right. Mandy, especially. Sonya. Sonya was, you know, decent. It fit her. Mandy, okay, you're mad. Okay, you're walking down, you're pissed off. I get it, okay? So, what in the hell is the point of doing all this sexy pose shit if you know you want to whoop somebody's ass? (laughs) You know, I look at the TV screen, and I see Mandy Rose's entrance almost every week when she's in a good mood. And when she does her thing, you know, it fits the vibe, it fits the music. You know, you got the porno music in the background with the sexy trombone, uh, saxophone and shit. You know, Ooh, yeah. It, it, it sounds like one of them golden magnum, you know, Trojan commercials. You know what I'm saying? So when she came out, right, and she was trying to do the whole thing, you can tell it's like, go out, look, man, but still do the shit you do. I hate that. You know what I'm saying? It's not selling that you have vengeance. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You're supposed to be mad to the point where it's like, fuck all that. I feel like feeling sexy today. I want to whoop this bitch. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But, you know, it started off hot. You know, it, it looked like some I would see once everything opens up and they try to get into shit. They, you know, they were swinging and shit. <laughs> you know, and, <laughs> And I ain't gonna lie, the ending, whoa, that came out of nowhere. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. I expected to go a little longer. You know, I I thought, you know, it was gonna get real when I seen Sonya just, yeah, who's the bitch now, bitch? And then all of a sudden she just <laughs> chuck her ass across the announce table. You know what I'm saying? I was like, look at that, she done pizzeria the bitch. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, all right, this is getting good. <laughs> but then it ended. It's like getting blue balls. Damn. Blue walls. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and, then, and then get kicked in it right after. Damn. And so it's appropriate because SmackDown's the blue brand. Nice job, guys. That's even worse. Good job. <laughs> That's even worse. <laughs> Good job. Good job. Know how to kick your fans right in the balls, huh? Well, yeah, there's my reason. Let's move on on. Oh man, Karu, go ahead, man. So, I don't even know if that was a match or anything, but like you said earlier, I went to go get me a snack and I came back. Fucking matches over with the roll up of death. Um, oh my god, expected. not what I expected. Um, longer, but maybe they might have a rematch. Down on maybe next Friday. Um, I don't know what the fuck. This was a bad opening match, especially Trash. for being four minutes. Like, it don't make no fucking sense. So, I get that shit. I'm starting this shit early. Same as you. Two shits in the toilet flush. So I need to hear. Fats, what up? What's up, you motherfuckers? <laughs> 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 like, so, I just finished my first blunt, right? And I want to say this. I I, I, I I respect that. But I want to actually give this shit a C plus. Okay? 
And the reason why I'm going to give it a C plus is for the simple fact is that Sonya Deville is starting to turn into like a... What's her nationality anyway? Lesbian? I see her turning into a modern Victoria. The sweet, delicate, yep. but the, the pulling of the hair, the strange look, but then the sex appeal behind it and the torture, I see her fitting that mold of a Victoria-like essence. So that kind oh, of like a little bit, and I was like, "Oh, okay, I see what they're doing with her." I like mm-hmm. the aggression, like the beginning of it. I like how Mandy Rose came out swinging like Pete Rose in the and in, in, in the championship, just blowing all the money, and then you know, just the back and forth with the quick toss and the "You like this bitch or you like this you little whore?" I didn't feel too much about the legs around the waist because I felt like I was watching an HBO special on like bareback in love between a, a, a lesbian and a Playboy future cinephobe. Um, it, I didn't like it, but I like it because as a fan, I can see certain things. You can see certain things unfold. You just wish that they would get there. It's like, okay, cool. I'm okay with the mesh. I just didn't like certain shit. The roll-up pin was kind of corny, to be honest with you. If you're going to go out, go out with a bang, but you know what's going to happen. You know, you turn the hill or you become a hill. You cheat on your first rivalry. It it starts. You know, that, that bullshit starts. I mean, they're fighting tomorrow, aren't they? At Money in the Bank? Who? Sonya and Mandy Rose, right? I don't think so. No, only Mandy. I don't know. No, that's they why they don't fight tomorrow. I don't know. They fight tomorrow, then it's definitely going to be a rematch on SmackDown. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, this feud's been built, uh, been fueling for months, uh, into weeks, heading up into it to where you know Sonya Deville just snapped on her a few weeks back, and you know had to make herself known. Uh, so it's like you know you see the bandage on the little pretty heartthrob cutie, and then it's just like oh let me try to fuck her up some more, but then this time. The, the beautiful queen got her got her big girl panties on and she's whooping ass in return. And the only reason why she loses is because she got cheated. Okay. We've seen this shit unfold plenty of times. Alright. Take that shit out of the equation. To me, I give it a C plus because I like that whole I like Sonya Deville's attitude right now. I'm feeling this dark sexy, sensual, like I don't give a damn, like I'm going to go after her and I'm going to do whatever I can and I love it, I love it You just you would love, you love, you you love to get choked out by her, would you? I would love for her to choke me out wrap her legs around my face and Oh, that's two, well that's two demons that he that he vouches for (laughs) I'm about to call the ambulance Listen, I'm a fat dude, okay? Just in case, you, you know, I like I like Texas death matches, strap matches, and all that shit, barbed wire matches. So, so mm-hmm. I would love to see, I would love to see one of them girls bring that shit to the table. But you know, WWE they don't want to fuck up their prize possessions. Mm-hmm. They don't want to see women go through all that pain that men that men went through. So, I mean, it's bad enough that they're bringing in ladders and shit and tables. So, I mean, what's next? Well, only one way to find out. But nonetheless, oh, yeah, and they're already they're already in the chamber too, in hell in a cell. Mm-hmm. So like, true, exactly. Did he do? Did they do a cage yet? No, they've done cages. 
Oh, I know they're no, doing cages, but any any recent no. one? No. Oh, wait, 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 wait. The NXT match, the NXT match. Oh, but, yeah, uh, that are uh, war games. Yeah. Yeah, but NXT's not... Okay, that's WWE, a brand in WWE, but the brands that we know that we really associate with... Yeah. There's never been a woman's yeah. case. But when it comes to the main... Yeah. Chamber match. Yeah. Battle Royals, yeah. but not but no... Main roster-wise, no. It's not no cage match, but it's coming, though. It's coming. I feel you on that. Well, we're going to find out more about that later. But moving forward, after the commercial break, we get the second match of the night. Now, this is the eight man tag, the New Day, and Rucha House Party versus Miz Morrison and the Forgotten Sons. After the 18 minute bout, we see Miz scapegoating one with the skull crunch. For now, y'all want the Rucha House Party. Get the win. One, two, three. First off, Morrison, Morrison is definitely shining. He needs to just separate from Miz and be his own separate no, entity. Joe is, yes, he does. Jojo, you even called it yesterday I, when I talked yeah, to you behind that behind the scenes yesterday. Because, he, and oh, we kind of boy. felt that coming. But the Lucha House probably definitely needs to shine more in the tag team division too. They can't just be a team that just automatically gets squashed. They can give good matches if you let them. Like, if you structure how they're going to be performing in that ring, this is why Vince needs to fucking go. This is why they need different agents or producers backstage that actually knows the current product of wrestling right now. They can't just be going back to the shit that's in the 70s and the 80s. And Vince made us everything know anything about the cruiserweights like that as well. So he, you're just throwing this shit and you know, you just juggling shit around trying to see if you can keep up with it or not before one falls and cracks. I, mean, I don't like it. But this match was entertaining for 18 minutes. 3.5 stars. The right people did win because the Vagana Sons definitely need to get that momentum, but I felt they they should have gotten the pin over, so at least they would have straight dominated. Now, Mr. Morrison are looking at them like, okay, they're now about to be a threat. I just don't like seeing like the whole sneaky Miz trying to come out of nowhere, especially in the tag team thing. And when he's by himself doing that type of shit, okay, I can get it because him as a heel can pull it off. But him as a heel in the tag team, uh, I don't know. I mean, the only there's only been there's only been a few teams that he hasn't been acceptable, but the rest of them were. But mediocre at best. But nonetheless, that's my intake. Three point five stars. So evaluate that. That was like a B. That's like a B plus. Jojo, you got the floor. Uh, Morrison needs to leave the Miz. Share like that. I feel, I feel like the Miz is just like using him for the spotlight. And once they lose the titles, the Miz is gonna try to blame Morrison, and he's just gonna. Do the same shit that he did to him back when he skull crushed. Um, back when he skull crushed finale him on the stage, I feel like Morrison never really got his chance to get his revenge fully. So Morrison just came back, and everybody's all buddy buddy. But on the match part, I didn't see Lucha House Party. Nah, I didn't see them being in the match. They they need to go. They should have got five. They got. They should have got release, literally, because it's like they just come out of nowhere. They're just trying to get a spot. So, oh yeah, now we have a spot at this because the Usos, because one of the Usos is injured. So now we could take one of their spots. Nah, I feel like it's not gonna work out. But the match was pretty good. I give it about three point five. But that's just my take on it, right there. Young blood, you got the floor. Um, 
I give this a three. Um, I'm pretty much going to say damn near the same thing that both of y'all saying because I also keep, you know, John Morrison in this match. And it's like, I'm saying to myself, all right, John Morrison already came back. You didn't waste no time putting the dirt sheet back together. Uh, yeah, dirt sheet, dirt, uh, what the hell did I have? Uh, the tag team name. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. dirt you got it right. Dirt, dirt something. Um, they won the tag titles. They did the music video. They got that down catchphrase. So it's like, uh, all right, how much can you do with Miz and Morrison? What is next for them? Do they go back for the tag titles? And then you got the Lucha House Party. Where the hell did it come from? And then you got the Forgotten Sons. Well, they showed their dominance. They may they may not have been the team to take the fall, but, you know, they showed their part. They showed their part in this match. Uh, New Day, I... Honestly, I have nothing else to say about the New Day, if I can be real with y'all. I mean, what else can they do besides lose the tag titles and then randomly win them back again? I mean, I don't know if I'm the only one that felt, you know, that way. When they won back the tag titles, it was just a random-ass win for me. I was like, wow. And it wasn't even a tag match. Ain't that something? So, honestly, I just give this match a three. Um, yeah, none more, nothing less. I'm done. Karu? Oh, I'm ready for this one. That match, I give that match <laughs> oh, fucking shit. six stars, man. Anything. Thank you. Thank you. Anything. Really? Anything. Really? I'm a huge Miz fan. A lot of people don't like the Miz because he wrestles a certain way, but he's been doing it 15 years. I can respect somebody who came from real world. We forget, Everybody forget about that. Went to WWE. He did what he had to do. Learn. Became a performer, never got injured, and married one of the baddest bitches in the world, and 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 got her knocked up twice. Come on, I can't, I can't, I can't hate a guy like that. I'm sorry. Jesus, this is your agenda, Mahal version point two, huh? Yeah, I can't hate him like that. Now and plus, he has no, that banging do ass do video on YouTube song, "Hey Hey Ho Ho," on all. Music platforms, by the way, that's my plug-in. Okay, Miz Shut and Morrison <laughs> should should still be SmackDown Tag Team Champions. I don't know why the fuck they put it back on the uh, on New Day. Definitely, we need. I need them to be back Tag Team Champions, and hopefully, one day the Miz can become WWE Champion again. Mic drop, bitches. Out of it. You know what? I'm gonna pull a fucking uh, Little Wayne. Moment right now, and I'm about to light this blitz because Mr. Karu, aka Jinder Mahal, aka Miss 2.0, shut up, bro. Miss is not becoming champion anytime soon, bro. Okay, if anything, he'll probably be intercontinental champion and then retire. Let's keep it real. Okay, yep. now I'm gonna give, I'm gonna give. I'm gonna give this match closest to to Karu. I'm gonna give it a four point five. Okay, the reason why I give it a four point five is because finally I got to see something different as far as it moves. I don't care what anybody says about the Luchador House Party. The motherfuckers was bringing in AEW moves and was nailing them bitches 
left and fucking right. Okay, that's one. Secondly, that whole four man splash routine between the New Day and Lucha Party, fucking love it. <laughs> it was like it was like agility versus strength, and I loved it. I loved it. I fucking loved it. And like I said before, I think it was my first my first time on the show. I said it before about the Miz and Morrison. Them motherfuckers need to break up because Morrison is the one that holds that fucking group together. And the reason why they're doing it is because I think it was Peru uh, that said it. Um, you know, Morrison never got his revenge. So what better way to come back, prove the fact that you was the man behind the Miz and Morrison act, and get your revenge after you win the title or or possibly not. So it's a 50-50 that they'll win the championship tomorrow. If they win the championship tomorrow, okay, fine. The stint goes on a little bit longer to the next the next pay-per-view, then they'll lose it. And if what's going to happen, either way, they're going to end up turning on each other. Morrison is going to wake the fuck up and be like, you know what, I'm tired of carrying your ass. And then that you know that feud between them two is going to happen. We don't need that. Long overdue. Yeah, it's it's long overdue. It's long overdue. It, so it, it may me, be that. Yeah. So for me, I I agree with Karu with the whole. I respect Miz. I don't like the Miz. I respect him for the simple fact that he proven himself, even in the real world, what type of man he was. If yeah. you put me in front of shit. I'm going to knock it the fuck down, and I'm going to do it my way. And I'm going to be honest with you, as a man, I, I give him the utmost fucking respect from leaving the real world for years, doing all them crazy challenges, then coming over to WWE as a fan, being a host, doing the little shit that Jerry Lawler used to do. And then he started incorporating himself into certain shit and then literally turned himself into a little mogul to where now he is fucking paid. He could look back at his MTV friends and be like, fuck you, bitches. Ha, ha, ha. Look what I did. That's the, that's the greatest sweet revenge that anybody can do in their life is to take what they've done and multiply, and that's what he's done. And that's my little sidebar to that. The match overall, I give it, I give it two thumbs up and two blunts to the sky. That shit was amazing. The consistent flow between the wrestlers there wasn't really a dull moment until the end with that bullshit, you know, come from behind, you know, finishing move from the Miz. It, it, you know, it, it. what do you expect? What the fuck do you expect? That you, you got to take one of those grain of salt shit with a match like that. It's very rare now that we have a match that starts off strong from beginning to the end. And that and 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 that's just my whole take on that match. I, overall, I give that shit a four point five and two blunts to the sky. Like my shit of that match. <laughs> All right, thank you guys for that one. <laughs> and then after that, there's a cut backstage. Kay, um, Caleb Braxton with her little fine ass uh, interviews um, King Corbin. He talks up this whole. Daniel Bryan beat down from last week. The six-man tag match that's happening tonight is supposed to be mystery partner. Who we don't know who the hell that's really going to be. As we find out later, and one is about Money in the Bank and name drops all the guy contestants that's in it. Basically saying, nah, they ain't going to step up to me. Basically, crap. Basically, I would say decent hill promo ish 
has to present himself, getting ready for the money in the bank. But the main quote of the night was, I want to be feeling the sky, and you're going to be looking at the new king of money in the bank. B minus. Goes to commercial, comes back for commercial. Then we have Renee Young doing a segment, introduces Jeff Hardy into the ring, asking about his, about his redemption, trying to bounce back and give it one last run. And, you know, he gives us all a little problem. Meanwhile, you see Sheamus in the background. Um, meanwhile, you see Sheamus in the background uh, at the monitor, looking, uh, looking, noticing, and, and, mar- and mocking this man. Then we see him, and then we see him just moving out the way, going out to the stage. Jeff Hardy somehow comes with it. He feels his energy coming, so he's going to issue to come back out here. And which he actually does. Then Sheamus comes out. Cause cause this probable all this, this jibber jabber basically degraded basically degraded this man, bringing up his failures and sick of sick of second chances, apparently. And Jeff Hardy's not too thrilled about that. But after that, he wants to try to prove him wrong. Sheamus now gets pissed off. He's not coming to the ring. They get into like a little fight, and then we see Vince's Jeff Hardy spots. We see the whisper in the wind. Which he hit successfully. The twist of fate, he hit successfully. And the swan time bomb at the very end, he hit successfully. And he stays in the prevails as Sheamus is working his way up the ramp. B minus. Only reason I give this B is just I hope and pray that he could just. Uh, I just hope and pray that he could just finish his thing and just fucking leave. I just hope and pray that he could just swan up and just say. If I go at this rate, I don't know if I'm going to be right back in the same situation, fuck up again, and they're never going to let me back in, and I'll be blackballed here. If, especially if you want to like be in the Hall of Fame there at WWE, I guess so, yes. But I'm just, I'm just really praying for that guy. I just hope that he starts to evolve and maybe utilize it a little bit better. But should he stay? No, not even for all the money in the goddamn world. And like I've been telling people for a long time ago, money don't mean shit. It's the way that they treat you. It's how they're going to make them stay. Period on that one. So I don't know if y'all want to say anything about that piece. I mean, you said it all. I think the most important thing we all are, are, are concerned about is, you know, this is Jeff Hardy's fourth time. Um, usually they say three strikes and you out. So, you know, this is his fourth time, and I said this last week that I hope and pray that he's on his narrow path and he finally gets it, man, because what the fuck, man? You got kids, you got a wife. If you don't get it now, then when are you going to get it? Um, my, my only thing is just don't... It's, it's, I hate to say it this way, I do agree with the both of you guys. But I'm looking on the lights. It's like, don't become another Crispin Wall. Yeah. And I'm yeah. not saying that in light that he might go that far. But it, I mean that as far as you got a problem, say something, realize it, try to fix it if you really want it. This is his fourth chance, granted. So when I looked at the promo and how he looked, it was like he didn't look like the Jeff of old. It looked like a whole new Jeff that was healthier, that looked a lot more sturdier and stronger. Motivated. Um, you can tell you can tell that he's been working out and that he's trying to get himself cut so he can go for that title so he can finish off strong. 
And I really do have faith in him that he'll really make a turnaround. But the, the, at the end of the day, we also have to understand it's up to him. You know, he has a family, he has children, but he also has fans that adore him and appreciate what he brings, not only to the ring, but to the organization as a whole. Hardy, the Hardys have been a stamp in WWE for well over 15 years. It's, 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 it's hard not to mention tag teams without mentioning the Hardys. And it'd be an absolute injustice for us that, that have seen the Hardys literally come from being that tag team that used to get their ass with a lot to a, to a team to help revolutionize the tag team division and took it to another plateau. So it, it would hurt me to see another great wrestler die off because they couldn't control their substance abuse or, or their problems. And I'm not saying it's easy because we all know somebody that's that's addicted to something that, that takes over their life. At the end of the day, the only thing we can do is support them and wish them the best. But I have a feeling that this time around, I think he's really going to put everybody to rest and really do what's best for him and his family, and that's succeed. Can't do it anymore. He's already fallen already. What, what more can you do? <clears throat> that's where I stand with that. Uh, yeah. Go, go, you got something to say? For starters. Uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, y'all hear me? Alright. Sometimes I get paranoid with these damn AirPods. Um, Jeff Hardy. You know, I respect the man. I do. Like his music. Like his style. I like his artwork. One of my favorite wrestlers. One of the reasons why, next to Shane McMahon, I want to jump off things. Crazy teenager life. But here's my thing. I'm going to play the part where I'm not going to be as sentimental. So, Jeff Hardy, I don't know if there's ever going to be a chance that you listen to this. I'm only saying this as a very blunt and not-so-kind fan. I'm not saying that I'm not a fan of you. I'm just not that kind. Get your shit together. <laughs> because I've heard this crap back in 2011 in Impact Wrestling. How many one more chances do you want, my guy? You know, they can sit here, you know, the rest of the guys, they can sit here and they can give you the sentimental stuff. You know, he has a family. They, that's fine. That's their choice. That ain't mine. All I'm saying is this, Jeff. Okay? Your name is Jeff. You got some kids. You got a lovely wife. All right? The one thing you don't want to do is be broken in real life. You damn near came close in so many occasions. You see, I love the fact that they talked about your past. And then they went straight to the rehab and then skipped your latest arrest. You see, real mm -hmm. fans don't forget that. But WWE, WWE, you know, WWE, you know, they like to do business. <laughs> but Jeff, listen, man. Get your shit together. Okay? Listen, yeah, I'm going to be real. 
look, I never liked your promos. They always sucked. But I still like you. But you just need to get your shit together. I'm not good with sentimental stuff unless I'm talking to my wife. So if you're listening, don't take it personal. But if you take it personal, then you know what you normally do. You relapse. But don't do that. So, um... (laughs) I'm glad that you're... I'm glad that you're back. And I hope that the company that, you know all of a sudden has the right to say the twist of faith again all of a sudden because Michael Cole was saying twist of fury when he <laughs> came back a few weeks ago. That name sucked. Whew. But um Yeah, Jeff, I hope that you become world champion. Don't touch the universal championship. Go no, he's not going to vault. Uh-uh, <laughs> <he's not going> <laughs> Beat gender uh, like you hey, beat Jay for you not hey, <laughs> Don't even touch gender. Like leave him where he's at. Didn't need to be on SmackDown. But yeah. Um other than that. Oh, and Shame and, and, and Seamus is part of the promo. Um Yeah. Mahadiraja. I got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I got. <laughs> oh boy! Before we drag this too long, we're, we're gonna just move forward from there. <laughs> oh, can, can I, yeah, I got can nothing. I, can I get? Can I just quickly go? Okay, I didn't really touch bases on that same shit, but I, I, I didn't like his. I don't like Jeff Hardy talking too much. I'm just gonna put it to you like that. He's not great behind the video. Um, I get what he came out to say, just to kind of prove his sobriety, I guess, or whatever. Uh, but for me, I like the whole charismatic enigma thing where you just walk up to him and say something. He looks at you, puts his little, you know, Jeff Hardy shit up, and then he beats you in the ring. I'm okay with that. You know, give me that. Give me that. That's something similar to what Sting used to do after, like, you know, when he went to his whole silent mode treatment shit. He just showed the fuck up and wrestled. I like that. Bring that shit to the table. Keep doing what you've been doing. The silent treatment always gets a motherfucker riled up. I like it. You can go back to that and bring that that charismatic enigma. I'm all set. I'm sold. That's it. Moving, moving on. Going from commercial break back to commercial break. Now we have the Bray, the Braun Strowman Bray Wyatt face to face segment. Ron comes out, he speaks on his origin, and basically he's not a puppet to this whole Bray, Bray Wyatt the Fiend fiasco. He calls him out and says, you better get out here face to face. We see Mr. Rogers Bray Wyatt. We don't see the Fiend come out. <laughs> Fiend was nowhere, nowhere even near this. Uh, okay, but Bray, <laughs> so Bray rises, and he's, and all he's just looking for is just an apology from Brock. It's like, a creator knows his own creation. Brian ain't having this crap. He Brian ain't having this crap. He's he's resisting, and he keeps continuing to try to win him over. But all he needs to do is just he gotta take that universal title from him to save him. Why did I feel like that was like an almost key Seth Rollins type of line? Nonetheless, I didn't probably have the same right here backstage. Brian still ain't Brian ain't no puppet. <laughs> he ain't having it. Obviously, you don't know me. You don't know nothing even about me. And um, Bray's just laughing this whole thing off, but he offers his old goat, his old black goat mask. 
come home. We see rambling rabbit and other puppies trying to encourage him to do it, do it, do it, do it. Brody simply just refuses. Huh, no. And then he looks at the boat. This is my home. What the fuck was that? <laughs> and waves and says, bye. And goes and walks up the ring. But we see Bray Wyatt kind of looking upset. Like, I, I tried, bro. I tried. Like, giving up on his former disciple. Like, you know what? If I gotta take matters to my own hands now to get to get <laughs> if I gotta take matters into my own hands, if I gotta take matters into my own hands, just to get that belt off you and to have you come home or extra or extra name out or change or change your whole persona once I'm done with you. Now the key question is I gave it I mean I gave it a B plus because Bray Wyatt actually saved this. Braun's not really a good Braun's a decent talker. Just don't just don't have a talk way too much. Exactly what Fast was talking about for Jeff Hardy. Now, three things I wrote down: the layer, the adding more layers to Bray's character a little bit more than now. It's more acceptable to see him to play the Mister Rogers character, but he can still be acceptable as a fiend when it comes to other matches. They adding a layer that's more contextual to the architect of his. Cycle, I mean, of a psychoanalysis or is, is his mind frame in his psychology almost slowly turning into a Joker esque type of villain, but <coughs> excuse me, but building his own modifications to his character and intertwining with a, another form of villain that's almost similar or close to it. And he can pinch and sprinkle a little stuff on it. So each and every few. People or rivalries, I should say, you'll get little, little, you'll we'll start seeing little layers of him and start come out, and then more stories that we probably forgotten about or we do remember is going to start rising again. The second part is now with this, this is going to happen. Obviously, we already know this man is going to win the title tomorrow. That's no fucking question. They're not going to swerve us tomorrow that way. So the key question is, what's going to happen to Bray? I mean, uh, what's going to happen to Braun Strowman? Is he going to turn heel? Is he going to slowly come back? Because think about now. Brody Lee is over here at AEW kicking ass right about now. Eric Rowan just got released. The only original people that's left are those two. So what could you do with him right now that if you modify his character after every loss or every superstar that he had, they all changed afterwards. So what's Braun's, gonna, so what's Braun's turn going to be? That's the only question that I got. But most importantly, as I wrote down, this is too damn predictable, Braun. And even if he did, you could have smacked him around or something to try to get yeah. one up on him before I mean, before Sunday, but you didn't do anything. You wait, you big for nothing piece of crap. Come on now. <laughs> you could have knocked his ass out. You could have given him some running power bomb or something to state your claim. Like you, yeah, yeah, you may, yeah, you may try to be trying to play this whole mind games on me, but you ain't gonna beat my ass though. So you're gonna win somehow, some way, which we're gonna find out. It's probably gonna be some bullshit. Just predictable Braun Strowman shit. Just do nothing. That's come out some way with a little ass kid named Nicholas. He <laughs> with the wrong tacky towels. And he does something about that. Oh my god. Like I said, Bray Wyatt saved this yeah. segment, period. I don't know if any of y'all got anything to say about that before we move forward. You wanna know why I agree that well, I don't know if you basically put it in a question form, but to answer your question, I do think that Braun would turn heel, and how I would see it, because 
I don't know if y'all follow Braun Strowman like on any social media platform, and if you have, if you looked at any of his past posts, but this is the same big dude that was a rosebud, and this was the same guy who reenacted the movie um, Elf and was dressed like a big ass elf, and then I think there was another picture where he was dressed as Wonder Woman or some shit. The point that I'm making Com- is, if Braun is comfortable wearing these shits, <laughs> then whatever crazy idea that they have in mind for him joining Bray Wyatt in the uh, in the clubhouse, he could be wearing some very kiddie, outrageous, and scary while wearing the uh, the black sheep mask, and that'll be the way to turn Braun heel and to kind of reunite with Bray, you know, especially if the Fiend and Bray was to win the Universal Championship. Because I honestly don't know where Braun's going to go after this. It's pretty obvious that he's a transitional champion if he was to lose tomorrow night. Because we all knew that before going into WrestleMania, Braun Strowman wasn't even in the damn match in the first place. You know what I'm saying? We all know that he wasn't supposed to win the United, uh, not the Universal Championship in the first place. So it's like, you don't want to make the Fiend... Bray Wyatt or whoever is going to be in this match tomorrow, you don't want to make him lose again. People were pissed when they had Goldberg win. So despite the fact we didn't have the crowds, we don't have crowds at the moment, doesn't mean we have social media. Can you imagine the backlash and people still going to bitch? I mean, they're okay with Braun losing at this point. You know what I'm saying? If this was 2017 and they had Braun losing, just like when Braun lost the first mm-hmm. time, remember when people were outraged? It was outraged, just like when they were outraged when uh, when the Fiend lost back in uh, Showdown, you know. So it's like I see that happening. You know, I see Bray winning the championship. As far as the segment, you know, these past couple weeks, he kept showing you know Braun that cheap mask. Braun keep having this look on his face as if he you know is getting into this trance, but is trying to fight it at the same time. And I do agree with the whole promo thing. He don't need to talk much because I heard him talk, talk, and he got that strong country boy accent. So with people with strong accents, some some try to hide it when they're trying to sound like a monster and they don't want to sound too country. You know what I'm saying? Because I wouldn't think that Braun sound like he wanted to form right outside of the WWE. <laughs> but anyways, you know, but other than that, you know, the, the segment was good. You know, Braun... Braun did Braun things. And, uh, yeah, I give this a B. That's all I got to say. But I also, I also think Braun's going to join. Don't wear them ridiculous outfits like he normally does. So, hey, I see it happen. Anybody got anything to say about that segment? Doodoo. It was whack. Yeah, I'm going to say Go ahead. Go ahead. It, it was, it was kind of whack to me. But I feel like they're going to um let Bray win. But, or the fiend, whatever, wherever he comes out to be. Um, I feel like they're gonna let him win because, like, back then he already beat him once, um, in a dark match for the Universal Champion. He beat him once, like, bad. So I feel like they're just gonna let that shit happen over again. And I don't feel like Bray's gonna join though. I feel like Bray's gonna try to give a fighting chance and then. Go for it after. But yeah, that's all I got on it. Fats, you was gonna say something? Thank you. So I'm gonna say this in the most polite 
I'm gonna be the one. I'm gonna be the one that's gonna be. You know what? Fuck this, Braun. I hope tomorrow you put all your shit into Bray Wyatt's stupid fucking ass. Okay? I don't give a fuck about that promo. I give this shit. I give that shit a B. And the reason why I give it a B is because for the first time I've seen somebody actually say something productive in response towards. Bray Wyatt's Funhouse bullshit <laughs> Okay? You want the sheep to come back? Fight me for it, bitch. How about that? And you know what? Since you can't buy, since you think that, oh, show me a mask, they think that I'm going to fall for your bullshit again, buy. And I hope tomorrow he whoops his ass. It's about time. It's about time. Okay? I give it. I like Braun Strowman as champ. I'm not going to lie to you. It has nothing to do with him being as big. I just like the style and the anger that he brings, okay? It, it's it's He's fought his fights with certain people. And to be honest, I'm tired of seeing Bray Wyatt as fucking champion. I'm tired of these funhouse fun party <laughs> matches. I want this motherfucker to get his ass I am going to be on Braun Strowman's side and I'm going to tell you right now honestly he's not going back to that fucking bullshit what's going to happen is whoever got released from AEW is going to come back and rejoin that's going to be the test of battle so if he loses this match, there's going to be a rematch because then you're going to have someone to come over to help convince Braun Strowman to join the club. Bray Wyatt can't do it by himself because Braun's on a whole new different path right now. That's why the statements were made. You can't play these mind games with me. You don't know shit about me. The only way you can have, only way you can contain somebody like that is if you have multiple of people that's coming at him on both sides. You got somebody coming at him direct, he's going to blow that shit the fuck up. And that's exactly what he did. And I'm absolutely happy about that. I want Braun Strowman to fuck Bray Wyatt up. Period. That whole shit between him and it's like the matches before, listen, it's, it's, it's led up to this. Let's see what happens. And I'm praying and hoping that Braun does not disappoint me. And I don't give a fuck if he does. If he loses, as long as he whips Bray Wyatt's ass, I'm going to be the happiest motherfucker on the planet. You know? And that's where I stand. So fuck y'all. I'm, 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 on, I'm on Braun's side. Kiss my ass. <laughs> I'm about to roll another ball. <laughs> Damn. All right. All right. Yeah. All right, before all right, we're gonna move no, no, on no, from no. that. Hold on, hold on, let me get in this nigga's ass. Did he just disrespect? <laughs> oh, oh, uh, uh, okay, fine, call? go. All right, Kuru, go. What the fuck? Did he just compare Bray? I'm like, what? Are you out your fucking mind? <laughs> really? That's what we're doing? Y'all really just trying to bash on Jinder McCall, the greatest That's WWE champion doing. of all time? What the Don't fuck, man? Up, it's some bull- I'm glad I got disconnected, man. Because, yo, y'all some <laughs> fucking savages, man. 
No, we do not want Jinder Mahal anymore. I just want to say one thing though. That they're gonna have um, a party think, together. Um, I don't know if Braun is just a transitional champion until we get the title back on Bray Wyatt. But I'm tired, and I think somebody said this last week. I'm tired of this whole Mr. Rogers shit. If he's gonna be the fiend, let him be the fiend. Like I fucking hate this sweater and and jeans shit. <laughs> Like, it's fucking ridiculous. Let him be that the fiend. Be. You don't see the Undertaker sit, saying, okay, I'm going to go out and be Mark Calloway. Thank you. No. Make him be the fiend. Like, what no. the fuck? That's the bread and butter. Damn, and it's only one Jinder Mahal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's a couple of Jinder Mahal. Yeah, you're right. There is a couple of Jinder Mahal. You got the great colleague. Thank you. The Sang Brothers. Go ahead. <laughs> so Davari. Jinder Mahal just needs. Yeah, Davari. I didn't want to go there, but y'all did. Thank you. No, Jinder Mahal needs to stay where he needs to stay. Like, leave him, leave him in the dust. But, 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 Karu, you see what I mean, brother? You see how you defend it? There's only one Jinder Mahal. <laughs> only one badass. Hey, you got the people at Seven Eleven. Oh no. Yo, I got a couple of Jinder Mahal's that live around the block. I'm gonna be like this. I, hold on, I'm gonna say this live. I'm gonna say this live. If Jinder Mahal becomes champion, all right, soon, I'll definitely come to Boston and collect that shit. <laughs> yeah, and if he doesn't, if he doesn't, and if he doesn't, and if he doesn't, right, we'll, we'll see. You heard it here, folks. Our very first respect. Yo, you heard it here, so. And Jinder Mahal ever becomes <laughs> champion, then <laughs> family's gonna buy him dinner. Okay, how many years? Are we um, before the year's over. How many years? How are we talking? Before the year's over. Before the year's over, yeah. you said. Oh, Mahadevaraja. That's big. That's big. Okay. You heard it live. I I I, I take some of that action, but like we're gonna move now. forward. We're gonna move forward, <laughs> folks. The third match of the card: Sasha Banks and Bailey versus Lacey Evans and Tamina. After the 13 minute bout, Tamina hits the super kick on Bailey and then hits the Samoa drop on her ass as well. Gets the dub clean. I can actually respect this match. It was a good filler. Three stars. I got nothing else to say. <laughs> that was quick. That's it. That's it. I'm done. I got. I got. I got nothing um, to say about this. That match was okay. I can't really say anything about like Tamina and them. Like she's been in wrestling for ten years and still hasn't like really got any type of belt. So mm-hmm. it's like. They're just going to have her go for the long run. She's not going to win that money in the bank. It's going to end up as a disqualification. And they're just going to let Bailey retain. And then some shit's going to happen. I feel like it's going to be Nia. Nia's going to win that money in the not bank. Not happening. And I feel it. When she <laughs> not fucking just to get, Just to get... Bro, I'm telling you, it's going to happen. happen. It's going to happen. No, no, no. So I'm oh, my, my <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm damn, 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 damn. That's damn. That's Nyla Rose. Who else did you say? You said Nyla Rose. Um, Sony Deville, Nyla, Nyla Rose. Was, that was kind of yeah, shocking. Yeah, we know what that he was. Yo, man, you got some pretty. You got some pretty raunchy little choices over there. <laughs> <laughs> I'll explain it later, but go ahead. I'll explain it later, but go ahead. 
But no, that was just that was just my take on it. I yeah, just feel like Nia is gonna win. Yeah, I'm blood go. Um, the only positive thing mixed with a negative that I'm gonna say about this is that despite the fact that Tamina has been up in here for ten years and that she finally kind of be, you know, she finally kind of got this momentum thing going on. I mean, I'll say her Instagram shit's entertaining. Uh, the only shock value that I'll have when it comes to the SmackDown Women's Championship picture is that in Money in the Bank, Tamina actually wins the championship. But if I'm going to be real with y'all, I'm just in a position where I want to get my hopes high for Tamina. But then it's like it's going to be a situation where it's going to be shut right the fuck down. And then Tamina's going to be back to being somebody's bodyguard. And then she's going to probably injure her left knee again. And then all of a sudden, she's going to be out for another year and a half. And then she's just going to retire. I mean, honestly, it's like... I don't really give a shit about this match, first of all. So, negative five stars. But my thing is... um, The only reason why, because the main thing that I was just paying attention on is how are they going to keep building, you know, Tamina's momentum. And obviously, you know, they got her paying the champion. Giving a false hope. I'm saying false hope just to get jinxed. But, um, yeah. I guess it makes Tamina look good, I guess. You know? I mean, <laughs> cool. yeah. I just want, okay. Oh, so, anything Sasha Banks, I'm a huge Sasha Banks fan. Um, and I've become a bigger fan of Lacey Evans. Um, oh God! She, no. I, you got to respect from which she when she first started. Sucked. When she first started, she sucked. She was green in the ring, and I'm just like, I'm just like, what her heel? When she became a baby face, I think she's a lot, she's a lot better in that role. Um, definitely the crowd when the crowd was there, you know, people got behind her as a mother, that women's right finisher. So I, I like the match. I enjoyed it. Um. I'm definitely curious to see what's going to happen on sma- um, on the corporate. What are the fuck we call it? Money in the bank? Whatever you want to call it now. Um, money in money the building. The building <laughs> money in the elevator, whatever. Uh, Tamina is... The money Tamina in the elevator. Yeah, for a championship run. I can see them pulling the cord now because it ain't no fans. So it's not really like... uh, You know, it's not going to be as special as it was if she, you know, she had fans. So I can I can see them giving it to her now but quickly giving it back to Bailey or somebody of that magnitude. Um, because we all know if if, if if Bailey wins tomorrow, we already know SummerSlam right around the corner is going to be um, Sasha Banks and those two going at it. So um, I like the match. I give it a three stars. Definitely did what it's supposed to do. Karu? I mean, um, oh, sorry. Fats. <laughs> Um, let me give this shit three and a half stars. Okay, um, I like the fact that she's her moves are finally starting to come out, and she's starting to build the rhythm for herself. I actually like that combination of uh, Tamina. What's the, girl, what's the girl, other girl's name? Lacey Evans. I like her move set, man. That little. That the woman's right. Hand, left hand punch that she got. Oh my god. She's still definitely a big strong. 
That's that shit. That shit. That shit's coming from the depths of her wounds, okay. And that shit looks lovely, okay. And when you got two women with power punches that just gets in the ring and fucks shits up, I honestly feel that Sasha's gonna intervene, and I think Lacey Evans is gonna come in and squash that shit and let let Tamina win this match fair and square. I think it's time that Bailey loses her shit. Uh, because everybody knows that her strongest matches comes from the help of Sasha Banks. We've seen this shit unfold many a times. We've seen it unfold in so many different ways. And it's time for a new face. It's time for something different. Not only on top of that, I do appreciate how the fact that she has that Samoan right hook when homegirl tried to come off the top rope and she caught her fucking ugly with that uppercut slap. Oh man, that I mean, when I mean I jumped, I jumped because that shit was beautiful. For 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 a minute there, I was a I was a, a rock fan, and then I just went back to normal. So it, it was a there was good parts in the match that I liked. Very entertaining, solid match overall. I give it a B. You know the whole thing overall. I give it a three and a half stars. All right, moving forward, going to commercial, cuts back for commercial. Then they get Michael Cole and Corey Grace to swing the money in the bank, the money in the building rules. They can be going anywhere. As long as you get to the top of the damn building, would there be a, a fucking ring up there and two briefcases hanging from above? So this is going to be kind of excruciating, physically drained, but more importantly, you know, it's just a funny ass spot. And somehow these two matches are going to be simultaneously started at the same time. So. We don't. We ain't. We're probably going to see some little partnerships happen. Some crazy shit could happen, or some big spots. I just have a funny. I just have a funny feeling. Either Alistair Black or someone else. It's going to be falling off, falling off that building. <laughs> Move forward from that. Cause back, cause backstage, Caleb Braxton in uh, interviews Carmella and Dana Brooke about their similar page and path into going into Money in the Bank. And Carmella's acting confident because she actually been in it a few times and won it a couple of times. Try to prove herself wise. See, uh, it was just a solid C. The main event of the damn card, the six-man tag. King Corbin, Cesaro, and Shinsuke Nakamura versus Daniel Bryan, Drew Gulag, and the mysterious partner of Otis. As you see, we come from the back. But before this all happens, JoJo, you can explain the whole hacker theory now. Because this was there, because this was before the match even started. Hacker theory, Mustafa Ali, straight like that out the back. Um, the circle, the circle. When it starts, if you notice, when Mustafa Ali comes out for his entrance, he has that same circle in his chest, and I just feel like he just went back to the dark, so he can show everybody else the truth. And then he'll probably show up at Money in the Bank and try to pull off some shit. But other than that, that's my take on the hacking. Pretty sure some of us will actually agree with that theory as well. Um, back to the six-man action that actually happened. This whole damn chaos, this match was 11 minutes. I don't know a lot of spots, but... I definitely want to see this combination of a rivalry start screwing out of nowhere. Cesaro versus Drew Gulak shined last night. I want that match to happen. 
Now, now when you see them in that ring when they was doing their spots by themselves with no interruptions, that was what wrestling. That's what I, I mean. I shed a little tear watching that little thing. I was like, my God, two underappreciated actual technical grappler wrestlers with similar styles with just different heights and you know, or, you know, different body types, but it works out so well. But uh, the whole chaos. The whole chaos is suit at the very end by Bastard King Corbin hits deep six on Drew Gulak within 11 minutes, gets the dub. But afterwards, this ain't done. Then the henchman comes around, grabs grab him, grabs Drew, and as he's about to hit him with the scepter, then Brian comes out of nowhere, saves him. But before he gets clipped by Shinsuke Nakamura, it's his all chaos is used outside the arena. As we see Drew Gulak doing some um doing some flip off the uh of the barricade onto them. King Corbin's left by himself. Obviously, this whole last damn three minutes worth is all reminiscent about the possibilities of what we can see at Money in the Bank. See one person going up, they get knocked off, they fight him off, get clipped out. Comes back up. Another person trying to come in, gets clipped down. So obviously we and because it's Dan Morgan, King Corbin, Dan Ryan, he gets knocked down. Always trying to come back. No, always trying to climb up that damn ladder. The steps breaks. So my key question is, how the hell is he gonna climb up that ladder? <laughs> he gets, so nigga has some re-instructive fucking ladders ready for him because three hundred fifty pounds. This ain't no Brock Lesnar. No, but I feel like they're gonna have that big ass ladder. They're gonna have a big ass ladder, but it's it's gotta be sturdy enough for him to actually climb up there. And for Nia, that's a good Damn, that is true. <laughs> well, your baby, uh, your baby got some spot problems anyway. <laughs> so, as this holding continues, you know what? Fuck you, okay? her knees gone. Listen, I, listen, I like Nia, okay? Like, don't get that shit twisted. I mean, I'm just saying, the same thing how Otis can't climb up the day lab without the steps breaking. Imagine what she's gonna have to fucking go through. She gonna jump. <laughs> <laughs> well, they better be re- well, they reinforcing that um um that ring by the time that happens. Nonetheless, but at the end of all this damn melee, King Corbin finally comes up there one last time. He's off there, grabs a briefcase, and he's just imitating and just acknowledging what's gonna happen with forty hours time and money in the bank. He's gonna be the one sitting up there, and as he's sitting on top of the ladder, tall. That's the end of the show. This was a stupid four-minute brawl. We could have waited for this on Sunday, but they gave us a little teaser about it today. But it's only involving the SmackDown people, nonetheless. We ain't seen no raw, um, raw money in the big contestants even on this show, so I felt you could execute that a little bit more. But, I, I mean, I don't know. I guess they're really trying to make that split, trying to really push it to work, but it's just not working, and probably rumor that's going to have it next is probably they're going to intertwine the shows again. I don't know, but the match, well, but the match, the I mean, but the match, the match itself, three points seventy five stars. So equivalent to like a um, B, yeah, like a solid B, solid, solid B. Drew Gulak and Cesaro, it's perfect. It's just straight perfect. I definitely want to see that happen very soon. Keep my fingers crossed. WWE, I hope you actually listen to this and you pay attention to what you're putting 
on your program and you're saying to yourself, yo, underline this guy and this guy, this is going to be good for them, good in-ring competition between the two of them. We can get that started later. I hope they're really thinking about that role. But, and they don't, and they waste away this fucking talent. Cesaro got fucking go to. He's being under, under and mistreated over there. He needs to go. But is King Corbin the heavy favorite now? What do y'all think? Uh, I don't know. Really, to be honest with you, I really don't know at this point. Um, they better give that shit to my man's Otis. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm um, a bit my tongue. <laughs> give him, just give him the money in the bank. Like he don't have Tucker with him anymore. Yeah, well, because right fucked him up. But give it to him. Let's see what Otis can do. But nah, they're not gonna give it to him. <laughs> so I feel like <laughs> I feel like they're just gonna give it to Barry. Oh hell, fuck let no. him That's shine. Not, I'm a Bam Corbin fan, but nah. I nah, I feel. What's saying that your Maharaja isn't involved yeah, in this match? John Cena fucked him up last time. He tried to cash in. Word is, it is it most likely to be AJ Style and SmackDown going yeah. win the. They want to be a Raw guy or uh, or oh, Alistair Black. Black, not over AJ Styles. Yeah, Black. Yeah. Um, what? Yeah. Bugging. Wait, nah. He unless just came back to now. No, that wouldn't be right right now. Um, Black got it. Or Ray. Or Ray. Y'all can't see Ray. Not- Ray's little no. Ass might Hell no, Ray. No, Ray ain't. Ray, Ray ain't gonna get that. Ray ain't gonna get that. His, his time is only dwindling down as is already. Yeah, he's he gonna walk out the door. Yeah, he's gonna do it for um for Dominic and Eddie Guerrero. I did it for the Rock. Like what he always does every year when he wins. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, he said I did it for the Rock. Yo. But nonetheless, I give but I give the main I give the main event match of three point seventy five stars. Yum, um, Jojo, you can go. Uh, I already said what I had to say. Give it to my man Otis. And <sighs> um, I give that about, match probably yeah. like a four, a four, close to a five. Yum, blood. I get to be pretty entertaining, you know. The brawl in the end don't make sense to me because, you know, I understand that if the money in the back match was still like the regular ladder match and you're showing a preview of what the regular ladder match going to look like. But it's like I saw this brawl and it's like this is pointless because y'all are not, you know, <laughs> y'all not doing this <laughs> technically, at least not yet. You know what I mean? And it's like from what money, I heard as well. Money in the building match. Money in the ladder. It's money in the ladder. Yeah, money in the building. Money match. in the building. Apparently money that match. Money. That match is supposed to be money in the kitchen. Yeah, it's supposed to be going on. <laughs> it's supposed to be going on about the whole pay per view. You know what I mean? So it's like, other than that, the match itself. Kareem. Uh, the ball. I mean, the ball I was stupid. Make this quick because I gotta go. The ball was stupid, but. I just want to say this. Um, on I don't see anybody from SmackDown winning. Um, I see it more on the Raw side winning the men's. Um, however, I see on the women's side it being more of SmackDown. Well, then again, I could see Oscar winning on Raw and freaking AJ or even Alistair Black, as I didn't agree earlier. But those are two are the favorites to be winning 
Um, I don't know why I can't see nobody on SmackDown. Otis, Corbin. They're not gonna put it on Corbin, not Otis. And who's the, who's the other? Oh, Daniel Bryan. But he doesn't need the briefcase to to, mm-hmm. to do it. And we don't need to see another Daniel Bryan and Bray Wyatt feud or a Braun Strowman and Daniel Bryan feud. That is garbage. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm undecided in regards to tomorrow night. I'm WWE gonna shock me either way, so Facts. Word, motherfuckers. All right, so here we go. The match was a C. And the reason why I give it a C because I hate the fucking ending. Okay? The ending to that fucking match was horrible. You want to climb the match and then fight two people that you're out of the out of the other four that you're going against? What kind of bullshit is that? First of all, you listen. That shit was a siege. It was more than garbage, but I do have to admit that Gulak and, and Cesaro match needs to happen. It ain't fucking sad. Otherwise, you're going to be missing out on one of the biggest rivalries that's going to keep this company going. Okay? You need those two wrestlers, and you need to, to build something with them so that they can hold this company together because without them two, that entertainment aspect when it comes to wrestling is going to fade the fuck away. Okay? Now, as far as the pick, that, yeah, I'm just not happy with none of that. That That's the reason why I gave it a C. But I do have a surprise for you Hopefully guys. That's a surprise. I'm scared. I am scared. You ready? Oh. I get that mess two... Is that douche back there? (laughs) (laughs) Big show back there out of nowhere. He's supposed to be here working. (laughs) Ah, I'm just fucking with you. (laughs) He gives us his two seats in the toilet. That's the end of the the damn show. And before we go, we're going to be playing the quick game, the fancy booking game. Ozzy Carew's not into it. Of course, he got to be somewhere else. But he wanted to give his little shot to Jinder Mahal, and he said, fuck y'all for disagreeing. <laughs> You're welcome, sir. <laughs> well, um, so, JoJo, I explained the rules to you earlier. So, out of the whole show, we pick a segment, and we change it. The anyway that, anyway that we see fit, and we explain why. Obviously that. Basically, I would just get this thing completely short and got this week. What's that other piece of crap? Where is it? Where is it? Why the hell did we even have to see Carmella and Dina Brooke talking in that back uh in that backstage segment? Like these bitches are fucking irrelevant. Get out of here. <laughs> That's all we gotta say about that. Like I just felt like they didn't cover them too much in this epi- I mean, in this edition of the episode that all of a sudden we're gonna get them. Backstage for like a couple of seconds. I mean, I'm expecting some. I'm expecting who's the other women, um, in, in the women's when they in the big for SmackDown. Oh yeah, Lacey um, Evans. So she already yeah. had Matt. So she already had Matt from earlier. But those two though, uh, we're gonna see some dynamic duo try attack. I mean, try to help each other. But yeah, come on, <laughs> just super, come on, just gonna super kick the shit out of her and then climb up that fucking ladder her damn self. So that ain't gonna last too damn long. So I felt that whole segment was just irrelevant. Jojo, um, Lucha House Party, go home. Just leave. Like that's all I gotta say. Go go party somewhere else. 
call Adam Rose or something. Fucking Rosebuds in you. Hi, y'all, Lucha House Party. Y'all don't even have Kalisto. What type of shit is this? But that's all I gotta say. <laughs> really. <laughs> gotta be the most dumbest episode ever. Matt, yep. y'all step your game up. Oh, shit. Young blood. I would change Mandy Rose answer one because bitch you pissed. You ain't got time to pose. Two, I would fucking make that first match of this a little bit longer. Fuck that roll up, whatever the hell she, you know Sonya did. You know what I'm saying? The fire that was you know developing from Mandy when she you know piece read the bitch over the announcement table. I think it should have got a little more heated after that. Maybe ten to fifteen more minutes of an ass woman between the two. Makeup all off. Fucking hair all over the place, wardrobe malfunction. You know what I'm saying? God, make it a damn cat fight. That's what I would change in that match. Done. <sighs> with some wrestling. With some wrestling. Couple headlocks. And last and but not least, <laughs> facts. Yeah, I'm going to say the same thing as Young Blood. Fuck that whole thing with the Lucha House uh, party. The motherfuckers need to stay. Um, as far as the um, my my fantasy thing would be that whole Bray Wyatt and Braun Strowman thing. I felt like I felt like what should have happened was he should have came out and you know as soon as Bray started talking through that mask out, that's when Braun should have just fucking went ham and put him in his place. So that intensity comes that match. There's no. There's no time to ring the bell. It's time to get to work. And hopefully, I have a feeling, hopefully come Sunday, it'll be proven. And that's all right, boys. That's the end of the show. I want to thank y'all to take the opportunity for uh, coming on the show, especially you, JoJo. Congratulations, man. You made it through your first run. I know, right? How'd you feel? How you feeling? Good shit, Joe. That shit was fucking funny as hell. That shit was hilarious. But yeah, I definitely have to do my research and this shit. start putting in more work. Good shit, little cuz. Good shit, little cuz. Give him a round of applause, man, for his first tryout. <laughs> and um, you will be here from us again, folks. When we'll be reviewing and recapping tomorrow night's money in the building, corporate building. Pay-per-view. No, it's not, bro. bro it's it's Monday in the, closet, in the microwave. It's not even money. It's Monday in the microwave. Money in the garage, okay? We're going to start from the damn first floor of the damn building. Money in the corona. That's money what it's called. Money in the corona. Okay, fine. These niggas are supposed to be yeah, social money in the corona. We're going to dub that. We're going to dub that shit tomorrow. <laughs> We're going to dub that tomorrow. <laughs> money in, money in the COVID. <laughs> Yeah, money in the COVID. COVID. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> in the nineteen of co- <laughs> in the nineteen of COVID. So you'll be hearing from us then. Y'all know the drill. We on here, Anchor. We're on Spotify. We're on SoundCloud. We're on Breaker Podcast. We're on Radio Public Podcast. And of course, we're on Google Podcast as well. Yes, sir. And don't forget, folks, that bet is so wrong, but Karu's not here to really partake in that. But he Wait, knows hold on, that. hold on. I got one more thing to say. Go ahead. <laughs> Fuck Jinder Mahal. Oh. No, Jinder. <laughs> uh... 
Uh, before we go, any one of y'all got y'all shout outs and plugins y'all want to do? My first one is going to be follow, uh, follow OTTR member Wise's new podcast in the building coming soon on Anchor Podcast and Spotify Podcast. Anybody else got any shout outs yeah, and stuff y'all want to do before we dip? We're trying to stay safe out this shit, man, and taking this shit seriously, man. Without y'all really taking this shit seriously, man, hopefully we can open up back in time and things can get back to normal and we can breathe again like fucking human beings. Oh, I got it. Um, shout out to all the black folks that's listening out there. All these white people want to go out and protest Facts. in front of the state house. Facts. Shout out to those that staying safe and also supporting the podcast. And also for those that follow me on my gamma app, soon to be a YouTube channel. You can find me on Clutch and that's dot. C L U T C H dot win young blood oh eight two one four. Also today, get ready for these money in the bank skits with me and my cousin. There's gonna be a lot more. Will he cash in? <laughs> Who the fuck knows? But all right, y'all, y'all know it. Though. Because in nineteen carbon carbon nineteen situation, stay six feet away from people, wear them fucking gloves and face masks, hand sanitizer things, wash your hands, wash your ass. Love each other, love your family, eat healthy, be wise, motherfucker. You doing? Stay, stay far away from my motherfucking crew because I need them all for my damn show. And as one beloved talk show host was told me, what so you, what so millions of people around the world back in the day when the Black Boss was available, take care of yourself and each other. <laughs>